Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, let's open our Bibles, please, to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to begin uh, reading in verse 14, and we'll read through the end of the chapter, verse 16, and we'll read these verses in unison. We'll read all these verses together, 1 Timothy 3, verse 14. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's eternal word, the old King James. 1 Timothy 3, verse 14. Ready? These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. And uh, so we're going to talk about this morning the mystery of godliness. And that last phrase there, received up into glory received up into glory let's pray our father we yield to the holy spirit we pray for his power to preach and to hear thy word we pray that thou wouldst uh, cleanse us in thy blood and make us a vessel meet for the master's use help us to understand to some degree the mystery of godliness and the angelic conflict and all that took place for thy glory and for thee to be equitable and righteous and just. Help us to preach and hear the word, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, received up into glory. We know this time of year, Easter is an emphasis on the resurrection of Christ. We want to remind ourselves of the significance of a bodily resurrection, which is a fundamental of faith. This is an essential part of what is called the mystery of godliness. So there are many mysteries in the Word of God. These are the workings of God, which have been previously hidden from the knowledge and the awareness of men until the time appointed or the time to be revealed. So even then, these are mysteries. Most people will never comprehend it. Most church members will never comprehend it. We know the Spirit searcheth the things of God, yea, even the deep things of God. And this mystery of godliness of the incarnation, the Word was made flesh, is uh, very, very important because this was necessary for God to be a righteous, holy, just, equitable God to condemn the angels that rebelled against God and followed Lucifer becoming Satan. I want to explain this. We ought to really rejoice. Uh, our God is uh, really, in, in, He's so amazing in what He does. There are many mysteries in the Bible. The mystery of godliness, which is the incarnation. Mystery of uh, regeneration, citizenship, the seven churches, the kingdom of heaven, the rapture, 
the engrafting, the mystery of iniquity, which is the spirit of the Antichrist, which is working in the world today, the mystery Babylon, the bride of Christ is a great mystery, and then uh, according to Ephesians 1, the mystery of the will of God. So let me give you the background here, just an overview. This is largely based upon what is called the angelic conflict. We are made in the image of God. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have a spirit and a soul and a body, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and the holy angels that God made. They did not live by faith. They have seen God literally, visibly with their eyes. And so God warned them in Matthew 25, 41, that hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. God told Lucifer and the angels, if you ever sin, if you ever rebel and disobey and turn on me, I have prepared a place for you that's just for you to torture you and punish you in hellfire for eternity. They knew this, yet they chose to sin and be lifted up with pride. Isaiah 14, Lucifer said, I will be like the Most High. I will be like God. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning when he was cast out of the third heaven. So God is a just God. Abraham said, shall not the judge of the earth do right? In order for God to do this, there must be two witnesses. At the mouth of two witnesses shall every word be established. There must be credible evidence. And God is an equitable God. And so in some way, we don't understand all these things. We, God has only revealed to us what he wants us to know at this time. Now we see through a glass darkly, one day face to face. God had to incarnate, the Word had to become flesh. And certain things had to happen during His earthly ministry. And then He had to raise bodily, and then He had to be received up into glory. And to some degree, this was necessary for God to hold a just, equitable trial for these angels that saw him, he warned them, if you sin against me, there is no offer of salvation or restitution or reconciliation. You will go into condemnation and perdition. You will be indicted. You will be found guilty. And part of this, God's proving, is he had to have the body, the incarnation, the Word made flesh, live a sinless life, lay down His life for us in great love, and then raise bodily, seen of men and the angels, it says, and then ascend back to the Father and be received into glory. So this angelic conflict, the angels still don't believe it. Remember, Satan said of Job, uh, he only serves you because you protect him. He only serves you because you're making him rich and giving him an earthly kingdom. And God used Job to prove to Satan 
the true nature of faith, which is love. You love God, you believe on God, you serve God because He is God, not because of the uh, benefits, if you will, are all the blessings of God. So this rages on till the, to this very day. And the Bible tells us that these entities uh, in Ephesians 6, well-known passage, verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and against, uh, or principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is going on uh, this very day. I saw a little headline. The, the, the New York Times is blaming the Ukraine war on God and religion. They made a big article this week. You might have heard about it. That we just need to do away with God. God God's the problem. The reason there's war is because of God. And they actually said, especially this Easter time, we just need to do away with God. Uh, that's the way the world deals with it. These are these principalities and powers in high places. In Colossians chapter 1, it says, verse 16, For by Him were all things created that are in earth, or that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. So the mystery of godliness, what does this mean? Also called the mystery of God in Colossians 2.2, 2, 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 8. This miraculous, mysterious, powerful, necessary work of the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ is necessary once again to for God to hold a just trial for the witnesses to condemn and indict the angels who followed Satan. This all goes back to dominion. If you go back to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, God gave Adam dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. He had that dominion and power. It was God's will and intention for Adam and Eve to replenish the earth, repopulate. They would move to other planets in the solar system. This would be called the kingdom of heaven. But we know what happened. Uh, Adam was derelict in his duty. He did not keep the garden, and that's a military term of a sentryman or a watchman. Somehow the serpent came into his household, deceived the weaker vessel, deceived Eve. She was deceived. She gave to Adam. He willingly disobeyed. Ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, Satan says, ye shall be like gods, knowing good and evil. And when that happened, they lost their innocence, but they also lost their dominion. So what happened? Now we know that Satan is the god of this world. In Jesus' 40-day uh, temptation and trial, 
Satan said, here's the kingdoms of the world. I give it to whomsoever I will. Now he is the God of this world. And so Satan forfeited that dominion. Now the angels who followed uh, Satan, he is the God of this world. They rule through these uh, higher powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual entities. They control governments. Uh, corporations, geographical areas, uh, very spiritual, and anyone who has spiritual discernment, we, we know these things are happening before our very eyes. So God, as the righteous judge, must have a bodily incarnation and a bodily death and the shedding of that blood for the remission of sin and a bodily resurrection and he must ascend back to where he came from so that he is a just and a righteous God. It's, it's amazing to think about. And that's why the Bible says without controversy. These are two key phrases. This word means to assent a covenant and to confess openly so there is no dispute or denial allowed whatsoever, any way, any place, and especially at the judgment of the great white throne. Now remember, we will judge angels, the Bible says. The New Testament church is going to be part of the jury in the trial to judge these angels. It's all about the finished work of Christ on Calvary, His vicarious death, and the miracle, the incarnation, and the bodily resurrection. This is the great mystery of godliness. It is without controversy. Remember, the Bible says every mouth will be stopped. When they try to justify and defend themselves at the great white throne. And at the, the Bible says every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what is the mystery of godliness? Once again, it's about the body of God. So we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. God the Father is the soul of the Godhead. Jesus Christ is the manifestation of the invisible Father. He is the body. In Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then the blessed Holy Spirit, we are made in His image. So what is the mystery of godliness? Number one, God was manifest in the flesh. He was manifest in the flesh. This is the miracle of the incarnation. In the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. And what does it say in John 1.14? And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, the heathen world would say He was just a good teacher. He was just, a, that's why I said, call no man master, call no man father. Uh, 
He knew what they were trying to do, compare him and bring him down to the level of just uh, other men. But if we think about the miracle of the virgin birth and the miracle of the incarnation, that the eternal word, which is magnified above his own name, through the miracle of, of this godliness, this uh, mystery, the word was made flesh. And we beheld his glory. They saw him. They are testifying as a witness. We saw it. And we sing the song. I know my Savior. Why? He lives within my heart. Second thing that had to happen. He had to be justified in the spirit. Now, basically, we know that we are justified by faith. God is the justifier of them that believe in Jesus. But Christ had to be justified in order to judge these angels and to retake dominion. And remember, it's, it's recorded in uh, Revelation 5 when the seals are open and John weeps and says, who's worthy to open the seal? And then they said, Behold, the Lamb is worthy. He's going to start retaking dominion and reclaiming the kingdom of the earth, which is rightfully His. And the only way this could happen is through the incarnation, the bodily resurrection, and the ascension back to heaven. So what was the justification of the Spirit? He never sinned in that body. He was tempted in all points like as we, yet without sin, all God, all man, yet without sin. What an amazing thing. He was justified in the Spirit. He fulfilled the law to the jot and the tittle. And they tried to trick him. They tried to tempt him. He was yet without sin. He also fulfilled all the messianic prophecies. So he had to be the sinless, holy, separate God in a body through the miracle of the incarnation and to live the sinless life. Now, remember, the angels knew this. That's why they tried to kill him through Herod when he murdered all the babies two years old and, and you know, the, the male child. This is why they tried to tempt him. They tried to one time push him off a cliff. And his word was so powerful, they all fell backwards and they said, never a man spake like that man. That's why Satan tried to tempt him in his 40 days wilderness fasting in temptation. That's why they even said on the cross, come down and save thyself. He saved others he cannot save. But praise the Lord, he stayed on the cross. Praise the Lord, he laid down his life. No greater love hath any man than this, than that he would lay down his life for his friend. So, he was manifest in the flesh. Praise the Lord. He was justified in the Spirit. Number three, he was seen of angels. They will have no excuse at the judgment. We didn't know that. We were not aware of this. No, they saw it. 
They saw it. They're aware of it. The angels announced the birth of Christ. The angels were a witness of his sinless life, his death, and his bodily resurrection. And it even says they desire to look into our salvation. So he was seen of angels. They are without excuse. Number four, he was preached unto the Gentiles. Now, we take this lightly. This is a total miracle. Jesus came to who? The lost sheep of the house of Israel. If they would have received the kingdom, he would not have turned to the Gentile peoples. But we know, according to Isaiah 61.1, he preached good tidings unto the meek. And it says, the Gentiles are coming to thy light, Isaiah 63. So he was found of them that sought him not. We weren't the seed of Abraham, the stock of Abraham. We were not seeking the true one living God that chose Abraham and called him out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldeans to seek for a, bit, a city whose builder and maker is God. We are Gentile people. You know, I'm a part English, part Irish, part Chickasaw Indian. You know, I'm, what are you? I'm a Gentile. I was, a, I was found... I found, he allowed me to, he sought after me when I was not seeking him. This is an absolute miracle, and the gospel is preached to every nation. The mystery of godliness. The next thing it says, which is even greater, he was believed on in the world. Not only was he preached, he was believed. That's why we're here today. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is an absolute miracle that Christianity, the risen Lord, the true Son of God, the one God, was incarnate, the Word made flesh, lived the law to the jot and the tittle, sinless perfection, justified in the Spirit. The angels, were they saw it, preached to the Gentiles, and... We believed it. Now, a lot of times we take these things lightly. This is an absolute miracle of the mystery of godliness. And whether they want to admit it or not, you know what's holding back? It's the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You know, we need to stay salty. We need to let the light shine. We need to be... Faithful witnesses believed on in the world. And then lastly, the title of the message, and what we're talking about this morning, received up into glory. It is absolutely essential that Jesus Christ rose from the dead bodily. And praise the Lord, He did. You can explain it away. You can just say this is one of the three religions of the world, like all these liberals, you know, all came from the, the Holy Land, Christianity, Judaism, Christianity, Muslim. You can explain it away that he was just another uh, good man or Dalai Lama type or a good, whatever you want to do. He is, he is the first fruits from the dead. First one. And he was seen of men. And he was seen of angels. And he ascended up. And they said, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? 
This same Jesus will come in like manner. Remember, the cloud came down, received him. You know, we were there. Uh, Brother Horsheimer's been there. Some of you, uh, others of you have been there uh, in what is called the Mount of Ascension in Israel on the Mount of Olives. But you know what the Bible says? If the princes of this world would have known all of this, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Because in crucifying the Lord of glory, in nailing that incarnate word to the cross, and shedding that holy blood for the remission of sin, and in that body being raised, praise the Lord, after 72 hours, and then ascending bodily back into heaven, they indicted and condemned themselves. And in what they thought they were doing, getting rid of the problem, caused them an eternal catastrophe. Without controversy. What an amazing thing. You can't argue against this. You can't explain it away. You can't make an excuse. You can't procrastinate. This is the only thing that is without controversy. You cannot deny it. So, we sing the song. Up from the grave he arose. Like a mind. He gave us a triumph o'er our foes. The justice of the truth. The power of God the equity of the witnesses and the bodily resurrection that God told Satan or Lucifer, if you ever sin, I made a place for you. It's called hell. And you're going to burn forever. There's no offer of redemption or salvation to the angels. And it was necessary. The incarnation justified in the spirit received up into glory and he was seen of angels preached unto the gentiles believed on in the world and he received unto glory and this same jesus is coming and the rapture is imminent there are no prophecies yet to be fulfilled anytime we could hear that last trump and the shout and be called up and we're coming back riding on white horses with Christ at the battle of Armageddon and he's going to set up his eternal kingdom you think about this a million eons and we can't comprehend this in our finite mind into eternity it says he will be getting glory by the church glory by the church you know why we're the only people who ever have lived or will live who are born again, our spirit regenerated, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, have a complete copy of the written word of God, the old King James, been given spiritual gifts for the edification of the body. We are baptized into Christ, the one true spirit baptism of Ephesians 4, and it is Christ in you, the hope of glory, and we're already seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Right now, the mystery of God. Now, this is too deep for me. I've tried, I'm just touching on the surface. This is what Easter is about, the bodily resurrection, the mystery of godliness, it is without controversy. Now here's what's going to happen. 
at the judgment, they're going to try to make a controversy. You ever heard that saying, this is controversial? And they're going to try to bring up false witnesses just like they did at the, at the uh, judgment of Christ when they crucified him. And it will be without controversy. It will be without controversy. Every mouth will be stopped. Let God be true. And every man a liar. And all these angels who saw it, they will have, no they will have nothing to say except try to tell another lie. It is without controversy. Praise the Lord. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet Him in the clouds. The mystery of godliness is without controversy, and He was received up into glory. All right, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I want you to think about what was said, please, as it applies to your life. I would ask that no one is leaving, no one is... Uh, Looking around at this time.